he here with my main man, Tyra Spencer. You know what it is, representing for the West Coast per usual. What's going on, yo? This nigga should be throwing the West Side. Well, he's from West Coast, so he's taking work. You know, okay, I, I can feel you. Hey. Like, it did not mention that. I'm telling you, like, I knew nothing of 
because I needed to get around and I have a son and I need to see him when I need to see him. That's really why. But it doesn't cost so, anything. I got it through Uber, so you got to pay weekly. And then I tried to get on to Uber so I could deliver. So I started driving people, but it was actually my license, and I sent it in. Then it was like, well, you got to renewed, and it's showing that you ain't have it for, you had it for less than a year. So now you can't. We, we need driving records and stuff. So I got that from the DMV. I thought they still said they didn't receive it. I said, fuck Uber, I'm not driving for you. I'll just pay the 250 a week. I'll do some deliveries. I'll do whatever I have to do to pay 250 a week. But I needed that car because. Me, with my situation, all I had to make sure that whenever I'm able to see my son, I can see him. I don't want to have to commute two hours or hour and a half or fucking wherever I'm at. I got to stop what I'm doing. No, I want to be able to boom, make me some money. Oh, hey, come see your son. Yes, I'm on my way. After I finish this last delivery, where the fuck I'm doing, I can get there within a 30 minutes time span. Fuck all that. So, yes, the 250 investment was good, and I had to keep going with it. I had to keep going with it because I knew eventually my big money was going to get. I just didn't know when. I didn't know how, but I knew it would. And it did. Now I got me a fucking car. Got me my first insurance for the first time. I got insurance. Motherfucker oh, got insurance. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, yes. That's what I'm hearing, right? Jake, you're getting an adult. That's what I hear. And I just invested in the, I just made the best investment in my life, I believe. I, I don't believe I did. I made the best investment in my life um, a few days ago. And I just invested in this lady $1,000. And in four days, I'm already up 3000 So I will tell you about that. I'm about to change motherfucking life. Baby, I'm never going to be broke again. I promise you. I think I'm playing. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. Happy for you. Uh, you know me. I, I don't show people. You know, show it to me. So. Oh, if I, if I show you, I'm like, what the fuck? No, no, I feel you though. I feel you. I, I, you know, at first I was like, I was sitting there nervous about it and stuff, because you know, being scammed a lot. So it's like, but I always was saying to myself, I'm like, it's so many scams. There is, there is a scam out there that's actually legit that would get you paid. Because it's like, if it wasn't. How, why are everybody scamming? Obviously, there's something behind the scams that people be doing that actually works out for people to make money. But the scammers know how to maximize it and take the money. But I'm like, there's too many people scamming for there not to be money out there to get for people to be scamming, if that makes sense. Uh You know, so... You know, so... I sent a DM to that girl before. You said you said DM two the, the the girl you went to college with they got the white boy oh, God. the Oreo girl the one that the identity crisis I just <laughs> hey I see you still with that white boy I'm not a home wrecker I I just there was a, a joke that came to my mind when I saw the picture so I sent it to her she enjoyed it and that's the end of that Carl said he ain't no damn home wrecker stop the life let me stop. I'm you not. know, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so, that, and I've been able, me and my son's mother been getting along, I've been able to see my son on a regular now, that's even better, that's like, yeah, and she said, nigga got the money now, it's funny how women will shit on you, I'm shitting on her subtly, I'm giving her a subtle, a subtle shit on, because, you know, like she said, and like other women have said in my life, I won't get it together, I won't mount to nothing, 
yeah, I got this creativeness, but I don't have stability. I don't know how to get money, so I'm not going to be able to, I'm just going to just fail or not get to where I'm going to get to. I'm just going to be struggling my whole life. I said, okay, bitches, y'all keep thinking that. Yeah, I keep thinking that. Is this the uh, poverty PTSD you're talking about right now? That's what I'm about to get into, too, because... Let's go into that, I want to shout out to the Joe Budden Podcast Network and his, his all-girl podcast, He The Thing Is. There was a segment on there the other day with um, Mandy B and um, Bridget Kelly. Shout out to them. They be tweeting me back. I fuss with them for that. I be tweeting. They be tweeting back. I, t- I tweet through the, through the podcast app. You know, I have a Twitter through the podcast, so I tweet as a podcaster. You know, so, you know, but they be having dope episodes. Like, you know, they, um, they had a segment the other day, and it stuck to me talking about poverty PTSD. Okay. And pretty much it's black people I think we do it the most. But pretty much it's like we struggle so much in poverty that when the money finally comes, like when these celebrities, rappers, or athletes get all this money, they just spend it. Because it's so much money. It's like when we get taxes. Like somebody your mom will get her taxes or your family get her taxes or whatever. People we get rid of it so quick. Buy a car, buy this, buy that, and before you know it, three weeks into the taxes, your money gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some people in the same week. And you know, yeah. and because, because a lot of times black people, because we're so used to struggling, that we used to hitting seeing six thousand in our account. So it was like sometimes, and I, I, I and I've learned I'm not the only one that thought like this recently. But like when you see a lot of money in your account, it's like you so paranoid, like somebody might take it. Like let me get rid of it before somebody else takes it out of my account. Mm. You know, so I. I'll be sitting here and trying to, I'm like, damn, I got four thousand. Is, 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 is it a fear of somebody taking it out of your account and that's why we, we feel like we need to spend it? No, it's more, that's one layer. Huh? Go ahead, repeat yourself. You said what? Are we quick to spend it because we're so afraid of losing it that we're like, okay, we got to get this stuff now before it's gone? Or is it simply the mm-hmm. fact that like, oh, I got this money. Let me go ahead and get everything I've ever wanted, but we're not making yeah. no future No, no. No, because you think about it like this. People got 4000 or whatever. Why can't you invest? Like, you, you can't invest? It's like, motherfuckers don't want to invest. Yeah. Invest in themselves. Well, sorry. I feel like people are just not really getting hip to, well, not just now getting hip, but I feel like investing and stock to bonds is just not really... Uh, spreading more in the black community lately. I don't think people really knew or were too hip on investments for a while. No, But I know me personally, I'm just now, now even through college and stuff, and I was talking to someone about that, they should have classes in school with kids, and, and especially in high school, where you learn about credit building, where you learn about investing, all that. They're not going to do that. That's not, that's not part exactly. of the American they way. They teach it in certain private schools. They don't, of course, teach it in public schools, but they do teach it in some private schools. In order for all that stuff to work, in order for America and capitalism to work, there has to be an upper class, middle class. Yes, and a lower that class. is true. Lower class can't that know about how to build the credit, can't know about investing, can't know about stuff like Roth IRAs and how to get life insurance at 25 so that you can be good when you're 60. They don't know about stuff like that. And then they do know about it. They, they don't feel, they, they tell you, you know, especially with black people, we don't feel, we don't work out, we don't, I don't say work as hard don't understand it to the point where it can make money. So be part of any MLM companies like, oh, get people under you, get people under you and stuff like that. And if they know, know, they know you need to make money, they're literally told like, if so, like if someone, let's say like, 
know, a business person is telling them some financial secret, you know what they'll say? Don't tell anybody. And now, that's yeah. the point about us losing our money. We're like, okay, yeah, we're not going to tell anybody how we're making money because we then we don't want to somehow lose money later on. And that's the whole negative. Yeah, that's the whole true. Cycle. That's the whole that's cycle. Uh, Amani, though, Amani, though, have a, a hot topic, man. Yes, actually, it kind of a little bit goes along the lines of the what well, goes along the lines of the social media thing. That's why I thought your question earlier was interesting. Um, I wonder, like, when you guys are in a relationship or whatever, how long does it take, or how long do you think uh, the period should be before you post your significant other? Or what's your views on posting? Like, more like stories than actual posts on the page. Like, the thing there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of variables with that, right? First, it depends on. Okay, let's say you are in this committed relationship. It depends on. Or it depends on what you know the two people are into. So you know, I'm someone who likes attention. I like compliments. It's a good chance that whatever girl I'm with is probably also going to like that thing. So us posting each other like that's that's going to feel good to the other person. So we're already more likely to be those people to be like, oh hey, guess what? We're together now. Like here's us. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also someone, and you guys have noticed this on the show, that I don't really like talking too much about what I have going on. I kind of like keeping that private just Ooh, to my private. So, you know, I assume that in the event, let's say I somehow, you know, let's say, I don't know, in July, I popped out with a girlfriend, right? Like, or we made, I made it official in July. Yeah. Y'all might see a post about it at the end of that month, and then not hit anything really else you might see like one post really? you might like, like, I mean, like i'm not gonna do like a post, a post for her every month but like y'all see a post and then mm-hmm. after that if we're ever together you might see some like cute nonchalant thing of like our feet somewhere or something oh like, like see your hands drinking wine or something <laughs> no, like, like that like, like very just chill just to let you know like yeah y'all together but you see everything you know what i'm saying that's a very mature answer but it would in no way huh? That's a very mature answer of you. Like yeah. you still have to get your full, yeah. your full fucking young. Because you say some mature shit. You say more mature. You say more mature shit out of your mouth sometimes than my niggas my age. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you I'm like, Carl, how old are you again? Twenty four. Yeah. Man, you look like you're about nineteen. You talk like you're about twenty, but your knowledge is like. A grown ass man. Yeah. That helps, that helps yeah. A lot. Your maturity. That is a very secure thing Kyra just said right there. Because most times people want social media, it's it's the it's the it's for validation. Especially when you know you got a bad girl or a bad dude, you know, like look at my man, y'all bitches want him, you know, because I was just talking about this the other day with this chick. I was I was like, because um, she was always talking about she was she was always announcing herself being stuff, and she got fat transfer, like, so she got the ass, she her ass super big now, so she got a dude, she stayed posting about her, I'm like, you mean the same shit that bragging about the, the nigga that bitches want, everybody nigga, and then two months later, niggas ain't shit and stuff, it's like, they overly post them, or always say something about them, which is cool, but it's like, are you doing it for yourself, or are you doing it to show up, rub it in people's face, like, that is annoying, like, you got a boo, cool, show her all, show him all, but where are you, what is the purpose? Because a lot of times people want to show their a boo off, especially if she looks good, because it makes him look good. When a guy posts a fine ass girl, 
not just any girl, that makes him look good. And wait, I might bring up more bitches. Sometimes it depends on. It depends. Like, hey, he, he, he get girls like that. Let me find out about him. You know how many chicks that wanted me after they see me with a chick that quote unquote out of my league? How the fuck? He get her, especially the way because you know I care about my parents these days, as you see. But um, twenty twenty one thing, you know. So, but before, you know, I never was the biggest dresser and stuff. And this is a part of PTSD poverty too because. I used to get made fun of a lot in high school and middle school and stuff because my mom didn't have it like that in terms of clothes. Like, I had so little clothes. At one point, I remember in middle school that I only had, I didn't even have enough shirts to go through the whole week of school, through a whole week. So, I ended up wearing a shirt that I wore on Monday, inside out on Friday, you know? So, you know, and, you know, you get jokes about that. And I had acne in middle school and things like that. In the high school, I got some clothes every now and then, but, you know, even in D.C., Imani, you know, it's appearance. People look at how you dress, how cool you are. And then I had a high-pitched voice, goofy, loud. I talk a lot now. Match me at 15. So it was just a lot of things I was so unfooled by me. But somehow I would get chicks, popular chicks, pretty chicks in high school, even in college and stuff. And, and you know, and it's like, how do you get her? And, and I always carried my PTSD poverty up until early this year. Like, with my... Dressing and stuff. It wasn't until this year I was finally like, you know what? I'm going to get fly because I want to get fly. Fuck these damn girls. I don't need chicks to eat. And I, and I got stuff that I felt comfortable where I felt like, I like this. I want to wear this. I want to wear that. Sometimes I wear dress up stuff so I want to look serious, especially when I'm going to LA, things like that. Yeah. So uh, now I'm getting it. But here's something about, uh, about what Armani brought up, which I was trying to get to, was like, the only problem with the posting thing, or actually maybe sort of the lack of posting is that if people, your friends know that you have a, a man or a girl and you're not really posting, they automatically think that you're just hiding them. And mm-hmm. then that brings like, a whole level of insecurity as well. It's like, oh, well... No, you know, that's yeah, not I agree with that. Huh? I agree with that. I have a complete problem. If my man don't post me, it's like, okay, why you not post me? What's up? Who you, you trying to act like you ain't with nobody? Like, what's this about? You know what I mean? So I think the other end, and you don't have to post the person every day, but yeah, you yeah. should at least post it like when you go out on a nice day or something, post something. But yeah, it you all know? depends on what kind of person you're with. Again, I like yeah. I like compliments. I like being shouted out. So I wouldn't mind if my girl was like, like did a funny video and zoomed in on my face, like some shit like that. Like that's funny to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, put me on the camera though. Don't don't take it. Don't film and don't put me on the camera. But yeah, if you gonna film me, put me on the fucking camera. Don't. <laughs> don't film the dinner. Don't film the dinner. Don't film oh, the dinner. Don't film me. Nah, bitch. You my boo. I, I want people to see us together too. You filming a motherfucking oh, yeah. young dinner? You know what I'm saying? Real snap. Here's the thing. It don't matter if somebody posts you or don't post you or not because. From all the stories I've seen and when I witnessed, like you can post and niggas still gonna do their thing. A girl can post her nigga and still have other niggas. Like people do it all the time. It depends on the again the maturity of the person, the classy, the, the classism in them, the, the the maturity and just the, the security. So a lot of people are insecure. So when they do get a spouse or whatever, they want to show it all. You know, this is my food. I've done it. I know many who have done it. You know, but I'm gonna just speak on me. I'm not gonna speak on the others. I know tons and tons of stories of men and women have done that, but I'm just gonna speak on me, even my son's brother. You know, she's a beautiful, curvy, you know, dark skinned queen. So I didn't post her all the time, though. 
I posted her on her birthday. I might have tag, tagged her in some every blue moon. It's that block off social media, so we have been social media friends in like over a year. Yeah. You know, so you said what? So you don't you don't have to talk about that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna get into the that. Shout out to her though, because we've been vibing cool, you know, that's why you don't fuck with your baby mother. Because it, it, it takes away the conflict. So, you know, um you know, so you know, it's like and I did it because, you know, she was pretty and, and I knew it made me feel good with other girls and I knew it would make girls look at me differently, like, oh, that's how you get them? You get them like that? And, you know, so it's many reasons why somebody want to show off. I like showing off my girl. You know, I like, so I might tag her in a post, like, her little crazy ass, at least back in the day. I don't really have no little serious right now that I could just post like that, but I posted Shorty I was talking to, we friends, you know, on her birthday, like last month, so I told her happy birthday and uh, you know, if I wasn't like to my to my girl or nothing, my I was just like, well, I mean, yeah, well, uh, yeah, when you do post people when you're in a relationship, it definitely makes, especially with y'all guys, it makes the it's like women want to. They obviously don't care to turn relationship, and they'll probably try to get into more. But I mean, I think the important thing is just you know, I don't know, posting that person. I feel like guys, y'all are more likely to post the hands, feet. Little subtle things and girls are more like, what are you talking about? Am I wrong? No, women do that. I think it goes either way. You don't think so? I've seen both. I think a guy is more likely to say, a guy is more likely to either put it all out there or to Mm -hmm. say nothing at all. Y'all girls are the ones who be cutting off the top of our heads. <laughs> Going go the hand, be like, oh, look at the flowers he got for me. It's him taking the picture. Oh, yeah. Have a picture of the nigga side. Have a picture of the nigga side. Do the table and shit. Have a little boomerang of the food in his side. Like, who you doing, bitch? You want to be them fucking true religious It goes back to what I what I just talked about. That's so, funny. men, more likely, like JT said, there is a sense of like, oh, I want to show off my girl, you know, to pump me up, also to pump her up. So yeah, if we're gonna post her, we're gonna show all of her, right? So you see her. Y'all <laughs> are the one who be like, okay, yeah, I got a man, but I don't really want y'all like to know everything about what's uh-huh. going on. Like, That's because we know how girls are. They be like, oh, let me go to her man's page. Let me hit him. Let me, you know, girls be too thirsty on me. I'm telling you. You I tag know. your man. That's why a lot of girls don't tag their men in pictures. So what's up for the man that I entertain the third though? That's why I'm glad I have my guests on because if we're gonna talk about that too, what you're talking about, because you know, again it's all about men's security in terms of, you know, it um you know, because ladies gonna throw themselves at you, but you know, are you going to entertain it? Yeah, you might throw it back, but are you going to entertain it to the point where you're in the DMs and shit like that? That's because of the security of the man. That's why I'm glad I'm about to bring our guests on. Yeah, um, so what if you do post a girl and then the feedback come in or whatever? Question, How do you handle that? Do you just ignore it? Well, men, well, men, 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 we're not secure. Men don't just, I ain't too many men that's going to ignore a woman flirting with them. Now, he might entertain it, might flirt back, and that's it. Or you might flirt back and before you I know, see how far it goes. <laughs> or you might, or you might go all the way with it. And all again, like, like I always say, everything depends on the maturity and the security of the man. Because you know, yeah, we like the attention. You might flirt back, but if it's just that I'm gonna flirt in or whatever, and the girl secure herself, cool. But if it goes from the from the from the from the from the comments on the page to the inbox, then that's where it's this cause for concern. 
why is it that because I don't I don't think this happens on both sides of it. I mean, it happens on both sides of the gender spectrum, but I think it's mainly women who do this. Why is it that when a man suddenly gets a woman, all y'all suddenly want to start hopping back into his DMs? Like, oh, who's able to get one? Maybe there is something that I missed out on, and now all y'all is, is that what it is? Because I feel like yeah, guys, don't, you, want, you want what you can't have, kind of thing. Yeah, because huh? guys don't do that. Like, if, if a guy hits up a, a girl that he knows has a man, it's not because oh, she got a man now. I got a trip, got to get that. It's like no, he always thought that she was hot. Right. And then nothing ever changed. No, no, <laughs> oh no, Cairo. There's plenty of dudes that you know that be. I said the majority. Yeah, give the girl a play, and they see her post to me, and like, oh, that's how you do. Like, think, but I was like, I'm giving you a chance. JJ, I think a majority of dudes, though, they're doing it legitimately, legitimately just because they think she's attractive, not necessarily because you suddenly got a man. Yeah, right? I agree. You know, it's usually the guys. People literally do it just because you got a woman, and now they think they're missing out on something. We just think. Mm. No, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Most guys, they'll come at you before you have. They'll come at you strong before you have a boyfriend, and once you get a boyfriend, they will. I know. I think a lot of guys actually kind of back off a little bit if you. But that really depends on the girl. She sets that tone like, listen, I got a man. I ain't trying to be doing all that. Yeah, then the guy yeah. chill, and he'll make the compliments more subtle. He'll try to be like, oh, respect queen, this, this, and that. You know what I mean? And the, But I think that's yeah, based yeah. on how the person is, like, okay, I'm in a relationship, respect it. What'd you say? I know the man. I know the game. Yeah, it depends on the person. I know the game. Yeah. Because I've, I've done that. I've learned with a girl. She's like, I'm married. And I've been like, oh, my bad queen, cool. What you deserve, I, I think you had white vibes. Cool, kudos to you, your husband. I do something like that, you know, because you know, again, I'm respectful, you know. So, but another nigga might be like, "Fuck your nigga." What about us? I'm like, "What about yeah. you?" Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of dudes say that, like, "Oh, I hope this fails, so I can just this, this and that." And I'm like, "That no, first of all, that is rude not. to say. You do not say that to me. That is rude." I don't care. Bro. <laughs> if some girl got a dude, like, hey, bye. You come by layers saying some stuff, then I can't help that. That's not my fault. But I'm not going to be the initiator. I'm not going to be the initiator in that. It's bad karma, bad karma. Some of the best relationships I see are not even posted on social media. I mean, some of the best relationships are not even posted on social media. Because it's like, social media is for, again, adoration and and validation and something. Some people are validated and don't need fucking social media to dictate. And you might see I the girl mean, post her, think, her boob on his birthday or something like that, and that's it. Well, like, yeah, my boob is celebrating our five years. Some people are like, damn, I didn't even know you was in a relationship for five years. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, I don't think, I mean, some people do do it for, to show off validation. Me, personally, when I post my relationship, it's because it's appreciation, it's to... That's usually my perspective when I post, you know. It's usually, you know, just to show appreciation, just the, you know, here and there, yeah. dates, or especially you know, here, like, just, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're in, the, you're in the minority, Imani, so of course you will, so. At the end of the day, it comes back down to who the two people are and yeah, exactly. what the two people take as, you know, like what, what, what are the intentions of their relationship? What kind of person likes a gift, or are they someone who would rather, you know, no, just compliment me, put me on the on the gram, do that kind of thing. Uh, that being said, I think this is a perfect time for us to take a break and get ready to bring our guest in. Yes, yes, everyone agree. Yeah, I just texted him. He said, "Give me, he said, give me another five minutes." So I wanted to put it on 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 this right here on, on social media. 
stuff, um, kind of my train of thought I had. Like, speaking of my, the host, talk about Jason, we got a guest, Jason Thomas. Um, he's a guy that, um, sir, he was in jail, sir, in prison, serving the 25 to life. He's got, he's been out since, and he's changed his life in ways that you would never thought someone who was just recently serving a potential life sentence to come back and, you know, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more into the story, but he's very inspirational guy because, you know, he just, he represents a man's man. You know, he got his, he got his, he got his testimony. He has, he has his, he's a troller, you know, and one thing I, I want to talk to him about, I was telling him, is like, he's one of the few guys I know that, that's on my Facebook page, you know, that. You know, man, you know how girls post stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and all the guys comment, oh, girl, you're fine. Girl, did this. You just always comment. Well, he's the, he's the type that women do that to him. And he's like, and like, like women throw it at him. Everybody's like, on his page, like, I'm ready for you or something. He'll, he'll say some freaky, then he'll say something intellectual, happy, like, very, he's very deep dude. Then he, then he works, he makes money, like, he's a boss with it. He's a real, nice guy that's the crazy part about everything he's really nice you know so that's what i wanted to bring him on um you said what you just want to know what he was in for that's it <laughs> you said you murdered about five people no no yeah but he, he got it he got for a reason and he's where he's at in life right now for a reason so you know, um, like, not too crazy. Just <laughs> quick, quick question about the prison and stuff and stuff. What, what is y'all? Because I was just talking to um, one of my friends, like, she's uh, she was her cousin who's met a guy in jail through another inmate over the phone and now they're engaged and stuff. It made me think about the many, many women over the years, many, many women over the years that I've known from East Coast to out here. To uh, <laughs> sorry, COVID. Um, to actually, I, I I haven't seen too many relationships. Maybe two out of the many that the guy got out of jail and did right by his woman. You know, and I just was like, it makes me think about like, <laughs> like and, um, one dude was talking about, and then somebody was talking about how you know these guys just need that attention, that feminine energy. You know, so of course you're going to fall for mercy, that attention. You know, and what's your take on women holding on to men while they're in prison? Uh, I honestly, um, if I was a man going to prison and I knew I had a girl on the outside, I guess it would depend on how serious our relationship was. But my gut answer is to break it off. My gut answer is to break it off because the last thing I want is to risk while I'm in there. She's messing with someone else because she needs attention and she can't get it. I, I would rather just, hey, you're going, especially depending on what the, it also depends on what the time limit is, too. Yeah, how, much, how long are you going to be in there? If it's anything more than, I don't know, several months, I, yeah, I feel like I can't. I can't. Yeah, I mean. Than, anything more than a few months, I think I, I got to just, just cut it. Yeah, I would want that one. Anything more than a year. I think anything more than a year, I would rather just. Just, just, just cut it off because there's also a, a pretty big guarantee that look when I come out of this I'm gonna be a different person, which That's means true. I'm gonna be interested in a different person. 
So if it still works out, yeah. again, cool. But I would rather not be worried about what you went and trying to uh, just. I'm the one that fucked the Oh, Amani talking because she I got mean, experience. I got what? <laughs> What's your no, because I've I've seen different situations where the woman will wait for a man. Like for example, some like um one of my I can't say who it is. One someone I know, DC. He went to jail a few times, and um, the first time, and his girlfriend kind of stuck around with him. They had a baby together and everything, and like she stuck with him. He was in there for good four or five years at first. He got back out. He cheated a bunch on her. And then when he went back in, it was then even longer. So then that's when she moved on. Because she was like, okay, look, you want to keep going back and forth. Then we all going to. And I see that a lot where a girl will hold the dude down while he's in jail, all these beautiful love letters. And then he get out. He's like, oh, you're my queen. I'm going to marry you. Blah, blah, blah. He get out. Then he ain't had some in a long time. You get what I'm saying? So he's like, wait a minute. It's like a whole candy shop out here. Temptation. I'm just going to get it in. You know what I mean? And and, and there goes that loyalty. Right? I got you. Don't don't have to hold you down the whole time. Huh? I but why not? You, you were into this girl, and she's the one holding you down, sending you letters and shit. Why not get it in with her as opposed to running? I mean, I get why. Like, just like you've been gone for so long, you want to try everything. But yeah, you want to try everything. But that's why. That thing is fucking a lot of pussy. You don't go to jail, so you get jail. You gonna want to fuck everything you can. I think yeah, just cut it off. I would just cut it off. But uh, I think that was a good segment right there. Um, we got Jason in the weight room right here, so we're gonna. Thank you for tapping back into the Authentic Podcast, Intriguing Nerds. I'm your host, JT, here with my main man, Cairo, First Lady Imani. Great for a segment. How y'all feeling? Gucci, bro. I'm ready for this. Uh, I'm looking forward. We try to get this guest on two different times this season already. And it failed, you know, but I feel like that's a bigger purpose behind it because, you know, uh, when something, when important message is meant to get out there, you know, it's going to be obstacles to really try to get that out of the way. And I was just like, this message is important for just the black community in general, you know. So, you know, bringing this brother on, uh, cool ass dude, like a jack of all trades, you know, he has many facets to him, you know. Learn more about the story we talked about right before we came back, right before we went on break. We're gonna bring them on, um, ladies and gents, Jason Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, we, um, we got the, we got, well, we got the button yet to get an actual applause and have that shit. So, body does the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. How you doing, brother? Um, let me uh begin by introducing myself and tell you a little bit about my background. My name is Jason Thomas. Uh, I'll be 48 years old this year. Uh, real quick, uh, at the age of 17, uh, I was arrested for, uh, I was in a gang. I was arrested for gang-related uh, homicide. Um, when I turned 18, they released me because uh, they couldn't try me as an adult. So at 18, they released me, refiled on me, and went, went back to uh, jail. Fought my case for three years. I was found guilty. Um, in the midst of that, I fought the death penalty and all that. Because that's why they released me, because they wanted to try to, you know, give me the death penalty. I beat that. 
but I got found guilty. I was sentenced to 65 years of life. Um, went to prison. You know, I was in there. I was a knucklehead, so I was still in there uh, fucking up, doing what I do. Um, life came on about 20, it's about 26 years old. Started to uh, get my shit together, get my act together, take accountability for my actions. Uh, long story short. I don't read it at that time. I don't read it. No, they got me short. How long we had at that time at 26? Well, at 26, I got arrested at, re-arrested at 18, so about eight years. Do the math. Okay. He didn't know what to say. He didn't know any programs. 
So long story short, this uh, guy by the name of Scott Butnick approached me. I don't know who he was. Gave me this card. It was uh, he has this nonprofit organization called ARC, which stands for Anti-Recidivism Coalition. And uh, I was like, all right. He's like, come to my office on Monday. I'm like, all right, I'll be there, man. You know. So Scott Budnick is a Hollywood producer. He produced Hangover One, Two, and Three, War Dogs, Road Trip, a bunch of other movies. And he had you can pull him up and see all the work he's done. Um, a lot of these laws that are changing in California is because of him and his um, nonprofit. Um, so I went up there, ended up talking to him, ended up becoming a member. Um, there's other members that are famous members like John Legend and his wife are members. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant was a member. Uh, Toby McGuire is a member. There's a lot of different members, famous people that are that are that are members of this organization. So with Scott, what I would do, and me and other guys and women like me, we would go up to Sacramento and talk to the governor, talk to the legislature, California legislation, the senators, and lobby getting certain laws passed that will give incarcerated men and women a second chance to get out and be productive members of uh, society. And uh, we've gotten AB 260 passed, 261, uh, SB 9, you know, a bunch, bunch of different laws that got passed in California that are giving people a second chance to from incarcerate. Um, so with that there, you know, that's a, a portion of what I do. I, uh, I've been up to Sacramento and helped uh, um, certain officials get elected. I did a, a introductory speech for one uh, guy named Rusty Hicks. He was running for a California Democratic chair. So I went there, spoke in front of 5,000 people, and you know, that was basically the deciding factor of him getting elected to that, to that, to that governmental seat. You know, so done work with- uh, so uh, okay. How is um, you coming from, like if you look at 48 and you look back on your life, so now, like, what can you say, uh, you've learned and, and what have you felt? Do you feel like you found your purpose? Um, I found, I found my calling. I found my purpose. I like, I genuinely like helping people, you know, and making a difference, you know, um, right now my trade, I'm a, um, uh, I'm a, uh, operating engineer. So, Operating engineer is someone that basically operates all the heavy equipment on a construction site, from the cranes to the bulldozers, backhoes, and whatever, you know. I worked on the L.A. Uh, bank bank. Huh? I think you're making that bank bank. Yeah, you know, I make, I make 100000 a year now, you know, after two, I got out of 15, I became an engineer officially in 17. So about a year and a half, you know, making 100000 you know, I hit the ground running, man. I wasn't waiting on nothing, you know. The degrees you got it while you were inside, did those, like, help you get that job or no? I don't want to use those degrees. <laughs> but I got them. I got the degrees for anticipation for being a business owner. Okay. Because it's in marketing, uh, general business, you know what I mean? So that's what those are for. But uh, as far as being an operating engineer, you don't need any experience. Yeah. It's just an entry, a mathematical entry exam. Um you got to score high, and they'll call you in, and they pay you as they train you. How are you able to get a job? How are you able to get a job? You know, people used to serve. They usually have it on a record or whatever. So how are you able to get a job? That's a good question. Very good question. 
One thing I learned with the background checks, typically businesses only go from seven, max nine years back. Me, my crime happened 23, 25 years ago, the time I was applying for applications. They're not looking back that far. So when I fill out applications, have you been incarcerated? I'm like, I put no. Have you been, no, they say, have you been incarcerated in the last seven years? No, I haven't. Oh, I was incarcerated oh, last I 20 thought it years. was from the time you get out, but you're saying it's from the time you go in. Exactly. Oh. So when they look, so when they, so when they, so when they do the background check on me, nothing comes up. The only time something comes up, if it's like a high security job, like at an airport or trains or whatever, where they have to do the uh, live scan, then my stuff pop up. You know, but just regular jobs like I have and everything else, nothing comes up. As far as they're concerned, I've never been incarcerated. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. That, that. That's important because I wanted to talk about like how a lot of men don't get it together in the system. And it's like, what do you say to that? Like the men stay stuck in that complacency or get worse. As you, you just say, I, I'm making something out of myself. Well, the key word is uh, stuck. They're stuck. And they're stuck because they've accepted their fate and they've accepted their life. And they've accepted it because they like it. They don't really see anything wrong with it. People change, typically change when they see wrong or a chance to do better, be better. That's what people typically make a change. No matter what it is in life, that's what people typically, typically make a change at that time. Or when they go rock or, or they fall to rock bottom. You know what I mean? That's what people make like they, they, Or some history that there's a bigger purpose. Like Malcolm X, you know, he serves time and it hit yeah. him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, who would have thought he would have figured that out? You know. So it's like, yeah. You know, it seems like this is the mentality because it's like, yeah, you're in there, but it's like, you don't have to be what you're in for. Like your stuff, you was in there, but you was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this shit out. I'm better than this, and it's like, yeah, like you're one of, it seems like you're one in a million, and it could be one in a thousand, one in a hundred, but it seems like you're one in a million. That's be able to do this and, and, and progress as far as you had. I'm going to say 90%, 95% of my friends that are lifers, a lot of them are on my page. They're quiet, they're silent, you know what I mean? But uh, because they're out there doing shit, you know what I mean? And a lot of them are successful. They're married, you know, got a kid, started business. Um, you know, they're all doing good. 95% of them are doing good. I've, uh, maybe three of them went back to prison. You know what I mean? But uh something different, but you know, went back to I prison, guess but you survive life. Good. Huh? I guess we survive life. I guess surviving life makes you look at life differently. Because if you're just doing ten years, you go back in, but you know you survive life and you already had the mindset you might be there for life and you get out. Yeah. I guess it makes you appreciate life more, like you know what? Uh, and are they in a certain age? Are they around the same age as you usually? Because Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, because I was wondering because a lot of my relatives like I've had these conversations with them whenever they get out. They're like trying to, they have these big goals, big ambitions, and then they get frustrated because they're like, okay, I can't get a job. I can't get this. I want to do this, 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 and that. I feel stuck, like we just mentioned. And then they ended up, they end up turning back to what got them in there because that's the best way you know how to make money a lot of the times. And so that's why I asked if it was an age difference because a lot of the times they're under 30 my relatives when they come out. And so what advice do you have to young men who um, do kind of fall into kind of a cycle 
with this, with um, kind of going in, they have these big goals and ambitions, but they feel they, they don't, they're not confident that they have the skills to start that business they dream of. What advice do you have for them? Cool. It's, it's a lot. I wish I wrote this down. I usually just give it off the top of my head. But it's first thing is first is seeing that change and knowing the change. Typically, we all that are incarcerated have big dreams and aspirations. So with those big dreams and aspirations, you want to write them down. I didn't really understand the significance of writing stuff down. But when you write it down, you subconsciously absorb it and you start working toward it. You know what I mean? So they need to write that down. It's got to be realistic goals. Um, two, you need a, they need a support system. A support system are, are people that have it, want it, but most of all, want to see with it. Those are what I call quality friends. You got to have that. Okay. That's for anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you look at your contacts, how many of those do you have in your contacts? How many of those people that you can call? I'm not talking about people to give you money. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that if you're feeling a certain way, about something, especially if you've been firmly incarcerated, you feel like giving up, going back to your lifestyle. How many people in your contacts can you call that's going to talk you off that cliff? How many people in your contacts are going to say, hey, or just call you by the blue, like, hey, here's a job lead. Hey, here's how you can get a, 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 a get into this program over here. Here, Here's how you can get a loan. Here's how you can get your credit better. You know what I mean? Those type of people, people that are giving you valuable information that you can build your life on top of and get where you need to be. How many of us have that in your contacts? That's some everybody needs to ask yourself. Because if you just got just willy-nilly up in your contacts, that's useless. That's useless information. You know what I mean? Well, most people are named when people are not jumping them anyway. You know, most people don't even know themselves to know what type of community in their in their circle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important because who's in your circle really depends on how peaceful your life and successful your life is gonna be. It's about who you know and what you know, not what you have. You know what I mean? Because that's gonna that's the key to success. Information and who you know. You know what I mean? So what was that process like? I I know you mentioned around 26, that's when you kind of had that aha moment. What was that process like getting that click, you know, to say, hey, this is the change I want to make. I'm determined to make it. This is my decision. What was that? What woke you up? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was the incident. That was the incident where uh, my homeboy got killed and I got stabbed up. And it was crazy because at that time, let me see, he was, I think he was like 25 and I was like 23, 24. I think I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, like 26. Because we, we used to play basketball a lot together. We are from the same neighborhood, whatever. He's like 6'5". You know what I mean? Like, like Chris Brown. <laughs> you might Chris Brown being 6'5". But he had a basketball skills, you know what I mean? So yeah, he, was, he was my boy. And was crazy. We got he got killed and I got stabbed, and a couple other moms got stabbed over some stuff that happened in 1983. Oh. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how that's how prison is with the prison politics, especially level four maximum security. There's beefs and stuff going around from 1978, 79. Here you are, it's 2000. You know, 1995, 97, and you get caught up in that. You know what I mean? That's how it is. It happens that fast. You know what I mean? And, you know, you don't really see it coming. You know what I mean? Or you see it coming, but you can't do nothing about it. Okay. You just got to handle your business. You know okay, I mean? so, so I got, I got stabbed in the arm. It came through, you know what I mean? He's trying to stab me in my neck, you know, but 
you know, my friend died. He died. You know what I'm saying? He got stabbed in the heart and died. You know, he didn't even know what was going on. I was trying to explain to him what happened because I just got out the hole. Like, what happened? You know what I mean? And that's when it came, you know. So um, that was my aha moment. And I sat there in the hole for like a year. In the hole for a year thinking about everything. Like, thinking about who I am, what I what I'm capable of, my intelligent level compared to everybody else. And I'm like, the fuck am I doing? Could have done this, could have done that, could have seen this, could have been here, done that. You know what I mean? So, you know, because when I got arrested, I was playing football. I was on a scholarship. And I was game bang, but I was on a football scholarship, man. You know, I was a papers and shit, you know. So I fucked that all off, you know. So that was my aha moment. I'm like, man, I got to. And my daughter, my daughter at that time was like 10, 10 years old. I left when she was 20 months. You know what I mean? I didn't get out until she was 24, 25. She's 29 now. Is that 
California. Yeah, just California for now. Uh, Northern California, like Sacramento, Southern California here, and then and then down like so San, uh, San Bernardino. So that's that's basically where they're at for now. Yeah, yeah, it's they're they're trying to expand, but you know, again, you know, it's funding, logistics, and getting people. That's really going to be about helping the formerly incarcerated. You know what I mean? So. You know, Kim Kardashian, she's a member too. <laughs> you know, so really? you know, the Rams, the Rams are a member, the Clippers are a member, you know, so you know, there's a lot of help. I you know, I worked on the um the Rams Stadium, I helped build that. I helped build the uh Crenshaw Metro line here. Right now I'm building a uh, help building a uh, a nine mile extension to the uh to the gold line in uh Pomona. Um you know, I worked on some big projects, you know, so it, it can be done. There's really, honestly, there's no excuse. If you get out, you want it, you can get it. The thing is, when guys get get to that point where they're where they're frustrated, we typically revert back to what we know, what we were comfortable. Yeah, exactly. With. You know what I mean? So that's what that that's what that is. So that's why you gotta surround yourself by people that want to see you with it. You know what I mean? That, that's very kind key. Of push people people in the right direction. Exactly. That makes sense. It's Mm-hmm. There's times when I got out, I wanted to go back to what I was doing because I didn't got mad at somebody and I'm finna go do something to somebody or, you know, I'm like, let me go and sell these drugs over here or do this and do that. And I'm like, I have people like, no, no, two, three people, you know, no, don't do that. Don't know. You know what I mean? So, keep you grounded. Right. Because if you don't, you got, you got the wrong people. They don't tell you, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, like, yeah, go ahead and get it. Well, what if, like, what if, okay, so before you find that group of people, as far as within yourself, uh-huh. is that just a matter of, uh, I know you said writing visions down and stuff, but what yeah. other things for internally can they do before they find that program, before they find that core right. group of people? Um, I can't speak for other prisons in other states because I don't uh-huh. know how it goes, but in California, there's a lot of what's called self-help programs. You got uh, Criminal Gang Anonymous, AANA. They have um, Alternative to Violence, uh, Conflict Resolution. So I got certifications in all these these courses where I can actually teach them now. So it, it gives gives me it gave me an opportunity to see things from a different angle. Wow. Taught me how to use my words before I use my physical or violence or you know as an alternative. It taught me how to identify yeah. explosive situations and diffuse it before it gets there. You know what I mean? Because nine times out of ten, conflict comes from needs and wants and people not understanding how to achieve those needs and wants without running somebody else over to get it. You know what I mean? That's, that's 90% of co- a, a conflict. You know what I mean? That's what it rises. You know what I mean? So... Which, once you learn how to achieve your needs and wants without fucking somebody over to get it, then you don't have no conflict in your life, believe it or not. You can't control somebody coming in and trying to rob you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that you create in your life. That shit don't exist no more. So people, when people know me and see me, why is this motherfucker always smiling and laughing and happy and cracking jokes? Because I ain't got no conflict. Because I understand what to do to avoid all that shit. See it, avoid it, or if I can't avoid it, diffuse it. The younger you are to able to understand that and achieve that, the, the longer you, you, you enjoy your life, the better you enjoy your life, man. You know what I mean? I tell people I was yeah. in prison life since to, to learn it, but you know, you don't have to go to jail to learn it. JT is, uh, 
either he wants to get into this daddy life and then he's dead. No, 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 no. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm on, only because of time reasons, you know. I'm, that's why I learned certain podcasts, like ones that like really making money and stuff. They have people when they're on stack, but they have people that give them all their time. Like, all right, in thirty minutes. That's my exactly. Because <laughs> we can be on this show for three hours and stuff, and you know, not everybody can watch a three hour pod. Right, 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 right. right. I'm gonna get off. But, but um, my that, son, my son, he's a blessing, man. I love that little dude, man. He, uh, I'm loving fatherhood, you know. Um, I came from a two parent household, so that's what I'm used to. And I want to give my son the same thing, you know. Um, He's uh he's everything, man. He uh right now he's just started crawling. You know what I mean? Uh, he's getting ready to be uh, nine months um, at the at the end of this month, the twenty twenty fifth of this month. So um, his first words, dad, his mom can't understand it because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know I give this boy all this attention and love and spend all this time with him. He's talking about dad, you know, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Um, I'm trying to get him into baby modeling, you know, but time, you know, I got to take him. I would have to take off work for extra amount of time to get done. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see how that goes. Has it been struggles? Has it been struggles? Like in like just with everything? I know you financially stressed. So I know that probably was the end. Just like maybe like. Um, no, the only they don't have any problems with him. You know what I mean? It's just. Some of the problems I've had was just relationship type stuff. You know what I mean? Them the only problems I've ever had really since I've been on was relationship type stuff, you know, because. Um, Which we're going to get to you, at least. And it's crazy because my situation, I'm used to women being a certain way. And now being out after 23 years and see how women are and how relationship dynamic is, especially the black community, I, I, it threw me off. So how has it changed? How has it changed? Uh, women, there's always, I'm going to say this first before I get started. There's always what I call uh, exceptions to the rule yeah. or outliers. You know, yeah. you have a, you have a societal norms or norms to whatever, and you have the couple things that are different from that. Mm -hmm. um, so with that said, so the most part, women back in the day were very, were classy. Yeah, oh, you still had O's back then, freaky chicks, whatever. You had it back then, but all that stuff was undercover. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was not open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, homosexuality was undercover. Um, it was like a, it was like a sub, like a sub society. You know what I mean? Women were uh, were not aggressive uh, towards men, like you know, approaching men, and they weren't like that. Women were, uh, yeah, women that dressed, you know, provocatively, but it was nothing like it is now. Um, prostitution back then was really older women, <laughs> not, you know, yeah. 23 and younger than it is now, whatever, you know, it's, it, women were different, man. Um, you typically would have to meet a mother or father to take a girl out, you know, or a grandmother, wherever she lives, you know what I mean? It just wasn't, you know, ain't no hocking the horn and come on out. Got to go up to the door, knock on the door, you know, such such home people, so they know who you are, who you're leaving with. Ain't like that no more, you know. Um, I get out, you know. Women, it was a role reversal. Women were making more money. Women were approaching men. 
men were taking more of a feminine role in relationships, you know, being taken care of by <laughs> you know, sitting in the passenger seat driving, you know, tight clothes, tight, even the jewelry's tight, you know, they wear chokers now, you know, women. Uh-uh, wearing, not wearing chokers. Because you got to understand, with me, it was from this way. I didn't get to see the gradual change because in prison, all you get is four walls and the and the sky. There's no trees. There's no nothing. You know, some kids grow up. None of that. It's just it's like it's like a time. It's like a time. Literally, time really stops. You see stuff on TV, but you don't get a see how time changes. You know what I mean? So we see women. And society and, and black community this way, and then boom, I don't see that gradual change. The boom, it's like this now. I'm like, Fuck. you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny because now because that kind of makes sense because you know we went through Facebook and shit, and you are a wild motherfucker. Like your personality don't match your motherfucking post. Your post, you say some of the craziest shit of anybody that I have on my Facebook. And it'd be so hilarious. You know how to trigger. It was that trigger. You know how to trigger the girls. You know, but you got, but this is what I'm going to talk because there's certain, I was telling them, I was telling Kyro and Money for you, I don't want, I was like, I was like, you're like a low-key celebrity because only celebrity men have women just drink, throw their pussy at them and stuff like that. You're like a celebrity, low-key. I don't know if you know, like a local celebrity, because you're the one guy that got on my Facebook that everybody shoots their shots at you. You know, they shoot it, like, like openly, like, yeah, I'll take it, what's up? Like, I'm like, damn. And you just, and you just play it all so with, a, with all your memes and or you know, gifs or whatever, and it's just like, you go by things so cool, man. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you handle all the, the hit, because they know they hitting on you. On the, on the comments, I'm sure you hit your DMs. So how do you go about handling all the shots? Women shooting their shots. Um, you remember when I went back and said how I um okay, you know I was talking about the different um programs guys could take in prison to better themselves and suffer programs, and yeah. I don't have it right now, but I have a stack of certain cases like this. The thing with being a lifer, they don't just you don't just do your certain amount of time and they say, hey, you can go home. It doesn't work like that. You have to see a forensic psychologist, explain to her your childhood, all the way up until why you committed your crime and what have you done to make sure that doesn't happen again. You have to take all these self-help courses. Basically, you have to be your own psycho- literal psychologist to self-diagnose yourself and explain to them in their language to a psychologist how you're no longer a dangerous society. So with that said, I understand uh, the human mind to a degree. I'm not saying I'm a professional or I have surgery or I have uh, degrees in that. But what I'm saying is I understand it because I have to go through it for myself. So when I so when I post stuff, it's not really yes, entertaining, but I'm looking for something. Like you said, trigger. That's exactly what I'm doing because I'm looking for how people react and say certain things. I'm really dissecting people's mind on there. So with the women, I'm trying to understand them now how they are today. So yeah. I can make a post, I can make a post, a certain post to say something, and the women's response will tell me what they like sexually, how they think about finances in relation to men. Are they financially stable? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I don't have to file the act yeah. that. I can say something that will trigger those responses. That's what I've been doing for, for X amount of years. You, you are a master trigger man, dog. Uh, 
You are the master trigger man. Like I, I look, I, and I be, and it's crazy because um, like you said stuff, and I be chiming in, got in comments and stuff. I be like, man, this message is true. But you got a, a certain, but I can tell you have a, a certain respect in the black community that. <laughs> Excuse me. That allows you to say the things that you're able to say, uh, because you know certain men they say the same things you say. It can come with backlash and insults. So you may have a couple of girls that may say something yeah. like, "I do." Oh, why you be saying this? But most times, people respect what you got to say, whether they agree or not, and talk to you with a certain enough respect, whether they agree or not. You know, and that that that, that code show the respect that you have on people, not just the women, but on the fellas' perspective, too. Like, I respect you. That's why I got you on the pod, you know? Because yeah, you know, because, they do. I'll kept saying what we talk. And things happen. So. Yeah. Because you're right. Now, it's not, I don't just solely trigger, but I also, like, recently I just did a thing where I posted, you know, I got, I think I ended up getting, like, seven people into a refinery jobs. You know, well, they'll be probably, depending on how long the job is, anywhere from 10000 to 20000 when they're done with the job. You know what I mean? What's so, a refinery job? Refinery job basically is typically clean up chemicals and yeah. stuff inside the refinery or refinery. So, you know, I just got like eight people off of Facebook in that. You know what I mean? If they have their RSO card, I have posted. You know what I mean? So, and I help people do stuff. So the people that are on my Facebook, I either help them in some type of way or encourage them in some type of way. So there's that side of me that people have seen. So they know, they know, like when I say shit, do shit, it's not really, it's not coming from a bad place. You know what I mean? Only time I really have clashes with people that don't know me and I trigger something and then they come with something negative, you know, but, you know, I use my intellect, you know, in, in it all, you know, so um, it's, it's been a learning experience for me. You know, women, I noticed with women, uh, you have some that are a large majority that if they like what they see, they're going to go after it. You know what I mean? And um, it doesn't matter uh, what anyone thinks. Uh, and I've learned that a lot of younger women, like older men, when I say younger women, I'm talking from like the ages of like 28, freaking 19 years old, going after 47 year old men. You know what I mean? I've seen that a lot. And it's like, you know, that that's, that's I'm not gonna say it's odd. It's like, it, it, it's not what I grew up with. And the internet itself, social media is something I didn't grow up with. So when I'm on there, I don't really view it or take it as serious as everybody else does. So when people say shit some on there, it doesn't affect me like it affects other people. What is yeah, that? This, 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 this something to be enticing because if certain men are getting the shot that you get thrown at, they 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 they, they let them score. They score. You know, something yeah. like this. Stop being tempted. But I'm gonna I'm be blunt. If when you get enough pussy, you're not really controlled by pussy. When you're not getting it like that, it's yeah. like it can control you. And some men are controlled and triggered and easily manipulated and done whatever for some pussy. I've had enough. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's not going to control me. It's not going to make me change my thoughts. It's not going to make me change my morals. It's not going to change, make me, you know, do something that's not me. You know what I mean? There's there's beautiful women. I don't know if I even showed you. There's beautiful women that get at me all the time and I, you know, whatever, leave me alone. You know what I mean? There's women I've been in a relationship with, and they're like, oh, you know, if I'm not doing something they don't like, it's like, uh, I don't think we should talk anymore. I'm like, okay, fine. Knowing they think I'm going to chase them down for it. I'm like, no, go on. I don't, that's a red flag for me. Go ahead. Go on. I'm cool. You know what I mean? So a lot of women don't know how to deal with me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I I have a good job. I have uh, have a good career. 
Uh, huge bank account. Got my own cars, uh, my own place. And they you know, know that. Dress, I dress so they okay. I'm not perfect, but there's no holes in me that the average woman says they're in men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, he broke. Yeah. Or he ain't got no house. He ain't got no car. I got all those boxes checked. So when you deal with me as a man, you're going to have to deal with me as a man, and you're a woman, you can't manipulate me with nothing. You're not finna use no money, you're not finna use no pussy, you're not finna use none of that. Because I, it don't work. You know what I mean? I know how to cook, I clean my own shit. I, you gotta come right with me if as a female. You're a you know great curver too. Right. You be curving girls so nicely. You curve them with them gifs. Them gifs, you would just like, you just love to. And then sometimes I don't even know you be mutual friends with certain girls. They'll say something about men or something. And you go comment. Dropping some gems or something, and, and sometimes they might respect it, or you might trigger something. They're like, "Here you go," or some shit. They just, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, for a minute. I was known as the as the one date guy, you know, because I would go on a date with a female, and that would be it. You know, date would go good, and uh, no sex involved, no nothing. The date would go good. There would be no second date, and I would get questioned about that. It's just like you know, and I would tell them about the red flags I got. You know what I mean? And it's like either they accept it or not, you know, because we're not none of us are perfect, you know, and but the sooner we understand what our imperfections are and how they affect other people, the quicker we can work on it and get the happiness that we're looking for. Man, that's some real shit right there, man. Do you think today's chicks today are a lot? Do you feel, what do you think of today's women these days, today's black women? Do you feel like they're more desperate and miserable these days than before? Like, how do you see? That's pretty miserable. Those are <laughs> I see, I see women as generally unhappy. I'm talking about the black communities. That's all I can speak on. I generally see black yeah, women unhappy with their dating pool of black men, and I understand why. I understand why. Um, I believe people can, you can do what you want to do with your life. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm speaking in towards homosexuality. There's a lot of guys that are gay or or going both ways that a lot of black women are not into. Um, some women will compromise not being into that, but they what man is doing that just to have somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of men that you know aren't working, but if they are working, it's a remedial job that isn't paying much. Uh, you got a lot of black men that are out in the streets. You know what I mean? And then you have black men that we understand that black women outnumber us, you know, 10 to 1, 15 to 1, or whatever it is, and we just yeah. having it our way. You know, women outnumber us, you know, 10 to 1, 15 to 1, or whatever it is, and we just yeah. having it our way. You know what I mean? So, and I understand the frustration, you know, the black women, you know, especially those that are single mothers with kids and the father ain't there. You know what I mean? So, black women have a lot to be. Angry, upset, and frustrated. Frustrated mm-hmm. about. And Not to what I said, black men that praise other races instead of black women. Yeah, you that know too. that. I, I, yeah, I, other women. I, you're exactly. right. I forgot about that. You're right. You know, I don't date outside of race. So I didn't come off yeah. my head right now. You know, yeah. so. But um, yeah, they're dealing with that. You know, and especially as dating outside of the race, they'll see a black man date somebody in the race. And he's doing everything right. And they're like, you know what I mean? So. Um, and what I tell black women is slow down. Slow down will help you protect your heart. Because a lot of times, everybody likes sex, man. And you would, mm-hmm. women, what I learned with women, they like sex just as much as men. 
they they count just like the pussy hounds, but women do a way better job at keeping that under wraps or hiding it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I tell women is to slow down because if you slow down, you will see the red flags of a particular guy that you're interested in if he has them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Have your standards Why first. Slow down, though. Why slow down, though. Because, because on both sides, men and women, we're jumping into these sexual relationships too fast, and then our heart falls, especially women, heart yeah. falls into it, and then, you know, three yeah. weeks, a week later, we found out he ain't shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then this happens two or three times, now it's all men ain't shit. So now, you have this wounded woman, a wounded man, going into the next relationship with these wounds, and mm-hmm. expecting mm-hmm. that next person to repair your wounds. You're not even giving them a chance off the top. That might what? even be your soulmate, but you you coming in what? here into the relationship thinking they, thinking they the one that supposed to fix your wounds, you know? And, mm. and it's it's a cycle. It's a cycle. And and I tell mm. women that, but it's usually it's one in here or out the other. You should wear a condom. I'm like, bro. At least hoes don't work in accountability. I tell women this. I tell women this. Yes, listen, listen, I say men, men should wear a condom. He he should be responsible for his dick. But you understand men and women, mostly men, like raw sex. By that being your vagina, you're supposed to have more responsibility over it and not having him be responsible for it. Protect yours before you allow him to protect yours or respect yours because he's not going to do it. He's going to fuck your pussy over and do what he want with it. You know what I mean? It's up to you. I do realize that that a lot of men... Yeah, you got to set boundaries for men. I, I know that because they yeah. will keep trying and pushing and pushing until I, they know, I, oh, I, yeah, I can't do this and that. You yeah. got to tell a nigga, like, you know, like the rules. Give us the rules. Yeah. Yeah. back so we know what we're getting into because otherwise we're just like, well, she didn't say anything. So exactly. I'm going to think it wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's real shit. And, but, I told you I didn't but from the, from the feminist movement or through the feminist movement, I, I get a lot of, uh, Push back Ooh, on that. that women are saying, "Well, he he should wear a condom." I'm like, "But he's not if you don't let him." <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, it, well, I think that conversation kind of goes on. You got to be. It's a very sensitive, or uh, it is. It, it's about how you word it because yeah. you know at first when you started talking, I was like, "Wait a minute," and then you kept talking. I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, yeah." He, he's on the right path because a lot of the times men's uh, fault fault have a strong word of fault are put on women yeah. and it's like okay even though this is that man's job he's a growing man yeah. he needs to wear his own condom or whatever but i do get your point and like well this is your body you know what yeah. i mean you you do gotta you know control set your at the end of the like day. you said yeah you gotta set boundaries yeah, yeah you it. put it that way but if you put it in a way of or not you particularly but if someone puts it in a way of like oh men fuck up so excuse my language but men messed up so, you know, it's a women's, it's the woman's fault because she's allowing it to happen. That's different. I feel like we've had that. That's that toxic masculinity bullshit. Toxic masculinity bullshit. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh-uh. hey, 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 what, what do you feel? What can, what, what's the advice can you give to the fellas? You know, because a lot of fellas act like, and I know you see it, a lot of fellas act put a lot of blame on the women too and they're always talking shit and stuff and you know they gotta they, they gotta get their shit together too and they be having flaws too because they're supposed to get a good quality woman and they fucking it up and stuff because what? of their own what? issues and stuff like that and they don't be one to always hear that real talk either so yeah we can say the women but 
a lot of niggas don't go in here that real talk, though. You know, so yeah. what, 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 what can you say to brothers so they can stop bitching about them not getting the right woman, you know, and, and do right? Um, There's so many freaking variations of of how us men are fucked up, right? <laughs> um, you have you have men, like I said, that understand that women outnumber us two to one or whatever, ten to one, and they're having it their way. But in the midst of that, and, I, and I'm I'm a, I'm a person that I'm accepting of people, but I'm not accepting of actions. I learned to separate the two. You know what I mean? So when I say that, um, if you want to have it your way, be single. Don't get into a relationship and then turn around and say, you know, you're going to cheat on your girl. You know what I'm saying? Be single. And then in the midst of being single, explain to a woman that you meet or that approaches you like, hey, I am single. I want to stay single. Yeah, I'm playing around or whatever. Living life, enjoying life. I don't want a relationship. You want to come with that ride? I promise you, you're not going to regret the ride. You know, I'm not talking sex, just sexual. You know what I mean? So be open and honest. You and you wouldn't believe a lot of women will accept that because you're open and honest. And you're giving her an opportunity to make grown up decisions with her life. You're not fooling her or leading her on. So, but then you have men that. Use women because he doesn't have a job or doesn't have a place to stay. So I'm gonna get to the relationship and live with her. But I really don't like her. I really don't be in a relationship with her like that. But so I'm messing around with other females. But she's providing a roof for my head. You got those type, and that's where I tell women to slow down. Yeah, slow down. Well, do you do you believe once a cheater always a cheater? No, no, because people change. People evolve. Once Mm -hmm. a cheater is always a cheater if he doesn't see the need to change. If okay. he sees the need to change, then he'll he'll evolve into something better. But he has to understand who he is at this point in time in his life and what he's doing and how he's affecting others with his actions. Until that happens, he's gonna, he or she is going to keep doing what they do. Right. You know? Yeah. So, do you think uh, uh, it kind of depends on the person they're dating, though, or is that more so a self thing? Like, it's, more self. it's more self. It's okay. more self. Because it could be a thing where, you know, she came at me, you know, I reciprocated and, you know, we fucking now and it's, it's cool, but I'm not really feeling her like that. You know, I got these other females over here that I was either already in my life or that's checking me out. I'm fucking with them too. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 like I said, it's, it's a many faceted, many factors, uh, mitigating circumstances and why guys are doing what they're doing. But this is why I tell women, you know, to slow down so you can see who he is. Like for example, when you apply an application to to a to a business for a job, you know when you fill out the application, they just don't hire you right there. That's just a bullshit job, you know. Then they send you through a they, they they look over your application and they send you through an interview process. I'm not saying women do the same thing, but I'm saying run a little like you know a little little you know ghetto background check on the dude. You know what I'm saying? Who is his friends? Are his friends single? Are they dating somebody? Are they married? Who are the people he's hanging around? You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, uh, ask about his ex-girlfriends. Ask about his body count. You know, ask to talk to one of his ex-girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do that on your yeah. own. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can do that on your own. That don't take nothing but a couple hours out of your life that will give you years of peace of mind. You know what I mean? Well, do you, do you think a faithful man can be with a group of friends who aren't faithful? Do you think does does that? No. It depends on the history. Okay. It depends on the history, but, and it depends on what they like doing with their free time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
Um, typically, married men hang around and do stuff with other married men because they end up doing stuff as couples and couples. You know what I mean? Birds of a feather flock together. That doesn't that doesn't change. You know what I mean? So now I'm not saying he's not going to have any friends that are single, but he ain't going to be really hanging with them tough like that because their lifestyles are different. You know what I mean? You're all about you all about who you like it's funny because I was I was I always mention how before I had my son, it was like my circle was changing over the years. I used to hang with friends that I allowed to disrespect me in front of women, try to get at my women, or just like always try to just like look, talk down on me and things like that. And then like over the last couple year or two, I was like starting to hang around more single fathers, married men, and I didn't have a kid, or you know, I wasn't married, but I was I was just I tend to vibe with these kind of brothers more than I was vibing with the other kind of brothers and then eventually I had a, a son and then you know I don't know about the marriage thing but like I it's like I, I, I seem I always take an advice from the single dads that was one of that inner kids lives and that yeah. that helps as to someone that is not in the kids life or still chasing it's a single chase holes period but you know how, how much effort you put into it in terms of um, it distracting you from your goals in terms of becoming a better person and becoming a better man. Right. You know, and sometimes a lot of a lot of men could they if you're gonna chase ass, but they take it to where it, it affects them becoming a better man and, and evolving and becoming a better person. You know, uh, like someone like you, you got it together. So if you wanted to give this girl, that girl, that girl, nobody can't say shit. You ain't using money for nothing or anything. You know, so um you know, so yeah, yeah it goes it goes back to who you, who you surround yourself with. You know what I mean. So if, if you're if you're around dudes that are married, dudes that have kids, they can give you advice on stuff with your kid and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Birds of a feather flock together. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. I've had for me for me personally being being single and having the little level level of success I've had, um, it was still hard for me to to date or find quality dates. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm either dealing with a woman that's been hurt from a previous relationship, uh, women that are um, used to. Uh, Used to um, men being a certain way, so they think I'm that way. I, I, I find myself trying to prove to her, like, nah, I'm not that nigga. Yeah. I'm me. You know what I mean? Then I mean women, girls do be in sometimes they do shit. Like, they do say some shit like that. Like, uh, you you know, you're just like you're like you like you don't know me. How do you know what I'm like? Right, right. Because I just see I, how you dress and how you carry yourself. Yeah, because they thinking I have like they see the women on Facebook when like, oh you got you got. You got a fan club, or you got bitches. You got this. I'm like, nah. You always get that. <laughs> what do I look like having a Facebook full of dudes? It's called projecting, guys. You know. Thank you. Well, okay. I don't know because I, I don't know. You because it's gonna No, no, no. Say it. Don't say you don't know. Say no. it. Speak no, I'm saying like what I'm. And I, this is I'm speaking for personal experience. You call it women's intuition. Right. Like, if a guy is sitting, even if the guy is faithful, right. It's harder if a woman has been through something. It is harder to be with the guy. He, I think, he got all these girls all on his page, comment little stuff. He ain't correcting them on that thing. I mean, he, you know what I mean? Then you got hanging around with friends who do stuff like this. Then you got, you know, you got all, and then you used to do 
stuff like that. So then it, it makes it harder to build that trust. It's like, okay, well, how do I know, you know, you have changed if your behavior says this? You get what I'm saying? So even though sometimes you can be with the guy who's not doing any of that, but speaking from personal experience, your 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 mouth and your actions got to line up. And I think a lot of guys don't realize that um, unless they're to a certain maturity level where they right. talk and they actually show what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm. About it. Yeah, because <laughs> me know? being me being older, um, yeah. and being old school, you know. For example, I still open doors, open doors, and pull out chairs. I, I do that. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I know. Women aren't even used to that. Dudes ain't doing that no more. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I'm, I, I didn't. It took me some time to understand that. Maybe the first I'm not the used to girl. Go ahead. I'm not I'm not the best communicator, but I understand the importance of communication in any relationship, yeah. no matter what it is, that that's important. And in yeah. communication, it's not just you talking. You have to listen too. And then that's you have to, come, you have to come not only just listening, you have to come to a resolution. The both mm-hmm. of you. You have to come to a res- resolution. And after you come to that resolution, coming. yeah, after you come to that resolution, now you gotta put that into action, into your action. You know what I mean? So that's the school I'm from. You know, so, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I meet women and we talk different things and go through this. And I'll explain all this, what I'm explaining to you. And it's like in one ear and out the other. And mm-hmm. and I understand that because it used to be in a certain way. You know what I mean? And I get that. And it's like, you know, I'm raising one kid. I can't just hold your hand through all this. You got to show me something. You know what I mean? You have to show me something. It's like I got to show you something. When we're dating, this is, that's an audition. That's an audition for what I'm going to either That's exactly put up for, putting up for for the next 20, 25, 30 years. Do I want to put up with that? Do you want to put up with this? You know what I mean? So exactly. if the answer is no, then I'm not going to waste your time. I'm damn sure I'm not going to waste mine. You know, so. Yes, please You're running low on it. So I have to ask uh, this this question. I know you said you have, you have a new son on the way. You talked about your experience with women in the past. Are you looking to settle down anytime soon? Man, hell no. Fuck that. Not for real. Not for real. Not for real. Not for real. Yeah. So you were passionate yeah. about that response. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Fuck all the hoes. Not for real. But, but, um, uh, yeah, I am. I really am. I'm like, I'm right there. Yeah, to make sure the coach is clear. Like, she's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was selling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, because it's, it's, it's so draining. It's draining, you know, dealing with different people all the time, different personalities, you know, going on different dates all the time and doing this and doing that. And it's a lot because I tell women, you know, if if we if we date, I'm not going to be dating you exclusively because I'm not going to sit here and waste my time for one person. And my time is short. I'm, I'm before eight year, years old, you know, this year. Eventually, I'm going to start looking my age. <laughs> So I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find somebody that. Crack well. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're gonna be seventy, still looking forty. Right. You know, so you know, I wanna, I wanna settle down. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to take care of nobody. I don't want nobody trying to take care of me financially. You know what I mean? I'm not saying she has to be rich or better than me, but bring something to the table that we can build on. You know what I mean? Because I look up and down. I look yes. up and down Facebook and I, I see the, you know, 
him pay a bill, him pay all the bills and this and that, that that's what makes a real man. And I'm like, oh, this not, is, you know, I'm like, no, that's not what makes a real man. What's the use of him paying all your bills and he's fucking your best friend? You know, we need to put more, you know, make, uh, make a man's moral actions the norm, not what he makes so much. You know what I mean? I'm not saying ignore what he's doing economically, but bring balance to his moral side. You know, is he, is he a moral person? You know, if he has kids, how often is he seeing those kids? Women will, you know, I've noticed women will date a man. He ain't, he ain't seen his kids at all. And, I, and they be cool with that. Like, and then turn around and have a kid. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So, um, it works the same for men too. Just because, like yeah. I was saying, just because of my success, my little success, it's still, it's still, it's still hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. That's one of those things man. that kind of gotta go with the flow, you know? Yeah, yeah, I go slow. I go slow, sometimes fast, sometimes deep, you know, whatever. What? 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 But that's how I know it's it's time to go. Yeah, it's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. That's the stuff stuff James that's the stuff James is talking about. I'd be doing on Facebook. You know, I just I'll just shoot some shit out there in the universe, you know. But um Do you have any final words before you uh let you go? Um so much. Um Fuck bitches get money. Nah, just just be patient with everything. You know what I mean? Everything is fast. Everything is microwave right now. You know, be that one person that's different from the crowd and be patient. Be patient with your goals. Be patient with who you are. Be patient with your development. Be patient with other people. Be patient with love. Be patient with forgiveness. Be patient with understanding. You know what I'm saying? Just be patient. You know what I mean? And I promise you everything will come come to you that you want. I promise you. I'm telling I'm telling you from experience, not from opinion. Just be patient with everything you do, man. Patience doesn't mean moving slow. Patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. Patience means stepping back, taking a look at the big picture, taking a look at things a day from now, a week from now, a month from now, how it's going to turn out if you make this certain action or decision. Be patient like that. You know what I mean? Just be patient, man. Everything will come to you. I promise you. Love, laughter, success, finance, it all come to you. Be patient, man. Take a look at everything. Mm-hmm. And and and, and 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 acquire and acquire those acquire those quality friends, man. Those quality friends are what that habit on it. I want to see you with it. Them two things, you know, stop. Wow. It's a motherfucking diamond. This motherfucking dropping gigs and everything. From incarceration to inspiration. Hey. Hey.
was great, guys. Woo, that was a great yeah, that was, that was a pretty good conversation. JT, I think you're getting feedback from your from your mic from your Bluetooth. JT is in another <laughs> jumped in and was always over somebody and it was like this weird screeching. <laughs> Wait, is it there or like at the end? It was, uh, it was. It happened a few times. That's why whenever you would start talking, I was like, "Wait, JT, wait, 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 wait for him to finish, then go, <laughs> then go." Oh, because I was, I was screeching, like the earphones were screeching. I think so. I think so a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't was like it, loud? Loud. it wasn't. It, it just happened. It just happened. As long as it wasn't not like it was. Like, as long as I didn't sound like I did last week, man. I was like, "Hell to the no." Yeah, nah. Oh, that was good. That was great, though. <laughs> you know how I know it was gonna be great. Because we didn't even have to go, okay, so why don't you tell us about yourself? He said, okay, let's tell you about myself. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> He said, we, we, just sat like, we just sat back like, all right, go ahead, brother. I know, at one point, JT went like home. this. <laughs> he laid down like this. He's like, well, I guess he's going to go into this whole story. <laughs> I was with that. Because the things, if you saw the check on, on our little our list i'm sitting there he's getting to i i yes, noticed that. That, yes. that's why i didn't have to really lead it lead it off he's, like, oh, getting, he's getting into it so once he started mentioning certain things i was like okay now let's push it this way uh yeah. but yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, definitely have to have him on again i guess before yes. we, we're gonna do our usual uh anything to watch on tv i know i've got things that i watch I'm coming to America. I, 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 I caught up on my snowfall. Okay, don't talk about it because I haven't seen that show. Um, I got a few things actually. Uh, okay, so one, y'all can go watch some stuff that I was in. I was in a music video with Tink. Uh, I think it's called. Oh, Autumn Bitch. Yeah, but my face is all over her newest music video. So go go look at that. Watch the whole. What's thing. it called? I think it's called Bottom Bitch. Okay. It's pretty, whatever her newest video is, you go on her pages right there. That's what right Jason right was there. talking about. Women that have no bottom bitch, really. Yeah. Go watch that. She's great. Um, I was in another music video too, but I don't remember what one. <laughs> yeah, go watch that. Let's see, that was in another one with August 08. That one's out, that one's out right now. Um, August 08. Is that an artist? August 08. He's, he's an artist, yeah. Um, let's oh. see. Actual TV, watch, actual, actual TV to watch um, the United States versus Andrew Day, or not Andrew Day, Jesus, that's the actress. United States um, versus Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. did she win an Oscar for that? Um, on a Golden Globe. That's, that's I mean, a Golden Globe, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we really fuck with the award shows nowadays, but I think she did deserve that. So, watch yeah. that. I watched Coming to America 2 last night. Woo! Yes. Hilarious. You know what? It was funny. It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't like the first one. You going to do the whole sequel? I the first one was like really slow. Like oh, that really? It's slow in terms of how it builds up because, I mean, again, like, you know, back then, like, people's yeah. attention spans were a lot longer. Now we're like, get to the point. Get to the yeah. Point. Stories um, were more authentic back then, I feel. Yeah, but they basically did the exact same story. They brought literally everyone back. Yes. Super, super <laughs> Cameos off the woohoo. Super all black cast, almost except for you know Louis Anderson, but you know that's neither here nor there. Um, I will say though, after watching that movie, I really hope we get another all black cast movie that's just like really, really strong, like something like a. Hope we get another Boomerang. They had a series of these. Like Harlem Nights, maybe something a little more like Harlem Nights, where everybody who's everybody is in that, and there's some drama with it. I know Kevin Hart was trying to put one together. 
and he mentioned it in his not his last comedy special, but his last like biography special that Chadwick Boseman was gonna be a part of it. But you know, rest in peace. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like they need to start making sequels and make more authentic stories with an all-black cast, more classics that aren't yeah, remaking classics. Yeah, there's that. Even though oh, Coming to America is good, too. But. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, also, if you, I don't know, you guys watching WandaVision? No? What's it called? WandaVision? Uh, Wanda. No, I've never heard of it. I keep hearing about it, though, but no. I've never heard of it! It's a new Marvel series. Anyway, my face was in the final episode, but I'm going to post about it today. Ah, uh, that's dope. I love Marvel. Marvel versus DC. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Woo! We want to thank you guys for tapping in that's again. Um, follow us on Instagram, tap in podcast. Follow us on Twitter, tap in underscore podcast. Podcast. Um, like, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, comment, share, thank you for support. Tyro and money in last words. Nah, bro, go watch my face on some stuff, man. I'm out here. Yes, and thank you for tapping in with us. And be patient. That was so corny. That was so corny. That's what I'm going to say. Be patient. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the story. All right. Thank you for the story and testimony, brother. Y'all got blessed. Y'all enjoy your week. Yeah. Boys, tap in with us. Thank you. Stay black.